What is up, everybody? My name is Nathan Sample, and welcome to episode 8 of the Game Juice Podcast. Here with me is my buddy Shadow Wolf. How are you doing, my dude? Doing great today. Just uh, a lot of stuff going on. Yep, yep. Shadow joins me for a lot of my uh, YouTube streams where I'm playing games. He's a good friend of mine. You can find him on twitch.tv slash, what is it, Shadow Wolf? Shadow Wolf 668. 668. So we've got some interesting news. Let's start off with our opinions on the new season of Fortnite. What do you think of it so far? It's actually not bad to me. I mean, kind of new to Fortnite, but it's very easy to grasp with the new season going on. See, this is my opinion. Epic ruined the previous season. They had no idea what the hell they were doing. They started it off like, oh, this is this crazy event and we're flooding the map and everything is insane. And then they like, nope. they, they just 180'd on it. They also delayed everything repeatedly. They delayed everything, even though they had clear times when, they, when these things were supposed to happen. And they just lied. They basically got the times wrong because they're like, oops. We didn't give ourselves any leeway time in case something went wrong. So they flooded the map, unflooded the map, added cars when they could have just unflooded half of the map and had the cars there. Um, Towards the end of the season, it was all sweats as well. And for those who don't know, sweats are fans of Fortnite who try way, 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 way too hard. This new season starts off really exciting with this big comic book about Thor and how Galactus is trying to destroy the world of Fortnite and just all these things and the gameplay is better they brought back some of the things that they took out of the previous season and it's bit it's just a much better game it the theming is much better the gameplay is more fun the areas are more varied they added doom's domain where pleasant park used to be which is where you go and get dr doom's power the legendary items are better and they added a mode called tilted taxis mode which that one that one just no <laughs> that one was complete trash yeah it's kind of trashy because when i played it it completely glitched out on me it's basically a mode that's crazy taxi that's what that mode is it's literally crazy taxi mode and what ended up happening in that mode is just my arrow disappeared in the game that's supposed to direct you where to go for an entire round the loading screen glitched out and just my first impression with a mode or a game really affects my enjoyment of it you know, forever. There's video on it, and it was, I saw the <laughs> anger and frustration in its face. Yeah, it was. Very frustrated with it. It was just really irritating. So, have you heard about the PS5's compatibility, Shadow? The rumors about it? I heard the rumors that it was supposed to be, like, backwards compatible with all things. Yeah, and apparently, according to this GameSpot article that I read earlier, um... The source that they're citing is Ubisoft, but basically the PS5 will only be backwards compatible with specifically PS4 stuff. Wait, in other words, PS3, 2s, and 1s are not about? No, no PS3, no PS2, no PS1. So here's what the article says. Sony has been somewhat coy about details regarding the PS5's backwards compatibility support, specifically whether it will be able to play games from generations prior to the PS4. Will you be able to play PS3, PS2, and original PlayStation titles? According to Ubisoft, those systems are not supported on the next-gen console, although whether or not this is true remains to be seen. An Ubisoft support page explains how its titles will transition from PS4 to PS5, as each publisher seems to be taking a different approach to cross-gen upgrades. Uh, the post mentions that PS4 players will be able to play games from PS5's uh, players online, which aligns... Blah, 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 blah. 
Near the end, though, it added backwards compatibility will be available with PS4 titles, but will not be possible for 3, 2, and 1. And an update is that they removed that reference to the older hardware. As of yet, Sony has not commentated on it, so it's unclear. In other words, it's a rumor based off of what Ubisoft said, but it seems like if that is the case, Sony's not really saying anything about it. And my attitude towards it is... The Xbox Series X has had a much better showing before the consoles have released. It clearly has better hardware, it's gonna have game streaming services so you can play games on your phone and on your computer, and it, it seems like a better value and a better console because Sony is refusing to comment. And if they would just say, yeah, we're gonna have backwards compatibility, yeah, we're gonna have all the things that you want, or at least some of them, people would be excited for the console, but they're just not, and it's really sad. Yeah, that's one thing I was wanting the PS5 for, is backwards compatibility, because I have I have a lot of PS4, PS1 games, actually. For example, um, Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, Forbidden Memories, one of my favorite games of all. All right. That PS1 game, right? Yeah, what all PS1 games do you have overall, by the way, if you can name them? Shoot, right now I have Yu-Gi-Oh! Forbidden Memories, which is my favorite. Also, I have some, uh, I think Spyro. Like Spyro 1 through 3, Spyro 2, that sort of thing? Spyro 2, I think. Alright, so you got Ripto's Rage going on? Yeah, and a few others I can't remember right now. See, what's weird is the PS3 can emulate PS1 games. And here's my issue is that on the PS4, you can buy PS3 games that you download onto your console and play. And granted, there's not an insane number of those, but that just proves that it's technically possible. But you gotta put some elbow grease into it, and that's why I don't feel bad. I, ca I constantly hear people be like, oh, well, it's really hard to do that. Not really. Well, no, I believe it's hard to do it, but I don't believe yeah. it's impossible, and they 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 have shot themselves in the foot by adding PS3 games to the PSN store. Like also another game that I have is a PS2 game, Persona Four. Persona Four. PS1 game. Sorry. Is Persona Four? I think that's a PS2 game. Um, let me look this up. Persona. I'm pretty sure that's a PS2 game. Okay. Yeah, it's a um, PS2 game. Persona 3 and 1. Yeah, it came out on PS2, below. Vita, and Windows. Yeah. So, shoot. <laughs> I'm so just actually a very good game too. To me, Let's this all it. feels like a ploy because they're like, "Oh, you can't play your PS2 or PS3 disc, even though we can put PS3 and PS2 games on the on the PSN yeah. store." Somehow, it's you know, it's it's just impossible. We definitely don't want you to buy the games again. <laughs> wink, wink. We're not being dishonest about this. It's just too hard. Yeah, that's what it seems like to me. And. I, I just feel like Sony needs to have a better showing. They need to try harder. They've shown a lot of good games that are coming out, and I'm kind of excited about the console, but I'm also kind of not, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm 50-50 about it. Their competition just has a better showing right now. And I've had conversations yeah. with people on social media who are like, I don't care. Everyone's being picky about the PS5. They all talk like James from Pokemon, by the way. I don't care. Everyone's being picky about the PS5. Nobody... Sony doesn't need to prove anything. Because they had three successful 
four successful consoles before. You know, except for the fact that the PlayStation 3 bombed for its first two or three years. Because of how much it cost. Because how much it cost, and because of just their marketing and the fact that they were marketing it almost like a Blu-ray player and a console. Secondly. Because if I'm second, originally the PlayStation 3 was like almost 500 or 400 when it first came out. It was $800 when it first came out. Yeah, so that's what bombed it too. You Wait, did you say 4 or 3? I said 4 or 300, I don't remember, but... Okay, the 4 was cheap, the yeah. 4 was cheaper, the PS3 was 800, my bad. I was talking about the PS3 bombed. Um, yeah. PS3. I thought the PS3 was like way cheaper than that, but dang, that just bombed. But let, let me let me verify just just so I'm not lying. Digital Trends: The launch price of every game console from NES to Nintendo Switch. You know the NES's launch price was $180. Well, in, adjusted for inflation, that's $428. Oh, I wonder what the Neo Geo's was. Okay, GameCube, Xbox. Okay, the PlayStation 3's price at launch was 499 so you were right, but the price adjusted yeah. for inflation is 639 So you yeah. were correct about that. I think there was an $800 model with, like, a bigger hard drive or something, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there was an $800 model. I do remember that one. Because that one was, like, a special edition one. Yeah, there was something like that. that. Um, okay, so... That was, like, a PlayStation Play ordeal. Yeah. So here's an update on the Apple and Fortnite situation. So Fortnite sued Apple uh, because they're like, oh, they're a monopoly. Ooh, they're evil. And basically Apple threatened to be like, you know, we can take your crap off of all our phones, all our app stores, including the Unreal Engine. Apple basically was told you can take Fortnite off, but not Unreal Engine because that affects other developers outside of Epic. So yeah. it's both a win and a loss for both sides. Yeah, I can understand both sides, too. My issue, and I tried to explain this to someone on stream the other day, is that this is all very premeditated on the side of Epic Games. Like, they, they pre-planned all this. They purposely yeah. provoked Apple, and so I don't feel that bad for them. I don't either. Yeah, like, it's, it's hard to feel bad for someone when they're acting like a victim when they premeditated an attack on another greedy company. It's like, this greedy company is more greedy than my, my greedy company. My greedy company should have more rights to make money than that greedy company whose service I am choosing to use. No one held a gun to you and said, go on the Apple App Store now. No one did yeah. that. I don't feel bad for you, Epic Games. I'm sorry. And I don't think that it's a, a monopoly. That's Maybe that's how I feel, but I just don't see it that way. Yeah, I can understand your point, too, because if it was a full-on monopoly, as what the monopoly um, states is owning all the items of it. Yeah, it's it's owning the rights to everything, and yeah. I've heard people say, oh, but but you can only get apps from, from, an, from an Apple phone on the App Store, and it's like, that's why there's Android phones in the Android Store. There's two options, and actually Samsung phones have their own App Store. Like, I don't yeah. think Apple is in their own specific market they are a separate thing that would be like someone going on the switch and you know how nintendo has their own app store on the switch I imagine a developer yeah. throwing a fit because nintendo doesn't let other people design apps for the switch and be like this is monopolistic behavior i know this is their console and i can buy an xbox if i've got a problem but this is a lie and this is cheating and everyone argues about this like no actually because you can only get apps from the apple app store it's like no it no 
You're not yes. thinking about it logically. You're thinking about uh, iPhones as if they're the only smartphones. There's That's Android phones. There's Samsung phones have their own app stores, Will. And yeah. on Android, you can download whatever you want. If you don't yeah. like the fact that Apple curates their own stuff, then you can not go... Yeah, you can not buy Apple. <laughs> you can yeah. go out and buy a Windows phone. <laughs> I had one of those, and <laughs> that was a bad idea. I never had a Windows phone. I thought they looked cool for a while, and then they I just died. I thought they died. would be good, but they're not as good as they say. Oh, I'm sure they're not. Um, but yeah, like, for example, here's the exact definition of a monopoly, okay? Okay. The excessive possession or control of the supply or trade of in a commodity or service. And here's okay. the thing. If Apple were the only smartphone company, if that was your only option that was to buy an iPhone and to buy their apps off of the App Store, then yes, they have a monopoly. They're yeah. not the only cell phone company, though. That's what I'm saying. That would be a monopolistic way. <laughs> is if they were the only thing and no extra competition. Is I mean, maybe maybe the the how much market share does Apple own? in cell phones see here. See here. because just to entertain the idea maybe if they like they're arguing about it in terms of their market share okay apple owns like 40 percent according to what i'm seeing 40 almost 50 percent i don't know if that would really count as a monopoly then because there's still 50 percent of the market is different options yeah like it's apple then the other 50 percent is android it's samsung yeah. lg lenovo and others and those are all android so when you count that up, in fact, according to the charts that I'm looking at, this is 2019 quarter one, 39% Apple. 2019 quarter two, 41% Apple. 2019 quarter three, 42. 2019 quarter four, 49. 2020 quarter yeah. one, 46. So in other words, Android owns just a little percentage more. According yeah. to the chart that I'm looking at, let me paste this into the show notes so I remember to put it there for later. That's what I'm seeing. Apple owns a lot. Everyone else is on Android, and they actually have, like, granted a very small percentage, but, like, 1% more at at most. And, as I said, if you don't <laughs> like what Apple's doing, don't buy an or, Apple. Let, let me correct myself. 1% more, at least, rather. That's if not a monopoly. Like Apple, don't buy Apple. Apple is not the Many only option for phones. <sighs> that, that's just how I feel. Apparently, NVIDIA revealed a new set of graphics cards. I'm not going to elaborate much on that. I just want to mention it. And Fall Guys apparently is at number one on Twitch. Let me log into Twitch just to double check to make sure I'm right about that, because this news story is a little bit older than the others on here. Um, yes, it's still outdoing Fortnite. Fall Guys right now on Twitch is 138k. Fortnite is 135k, so they're barely outdoing Fortnite. And nice by the job. way, shout out to all the idiots who are like, <laughs> Fortnite's a dead game. babies. Um, I'm looking at the numbers on Twitch right now, okay? Here's the numbers. 135k Fortnite. Oh, look, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. You know that, that, that game, the Warzone game that everyone's obsessed with? Oh, I thought hmm. it was the new one or the old one. The new, the new Call of Duty game that everyone's playing online. 114k. Isn't it interesting how Fortnite's such a dead game? You know, it's yeah. so dead. It, it's, it's so dead that it's outdoing Call of Duty. Yeah, I mean, that's that's so weird. I mean, it's almost like that's not true. Yeah. You know, like it's almost like the people who say that are butthurt. But I mean, that's impossible. That 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 is just preposterous. Also, I mean, no, Snake. This is coming from two players who play Fortnite. 
Yeah, <laughs> that is true. I do play Fortnite a lot. Yeah, like every thread you see that mentions Fortnite on the internet, there's idiots in the comment section who are like, <laughs> This is a dead game. <laughs> I hate this game. I killed a man because I saw him playing Fortnite, and I'll kill you too, you son of a bitch. They start frothing at the mouth and flailing their arms like Kermit the Frog and screaming into the air. Bloody murder. Everyone hates Fortnite. Fortnite is an evil game. I made myself freaking sweat screaming like that. Jesus. <laughs> like, kill. Kill. <laughs> yes. Kill. That's how people act. People act like I, Fortnite is so dead and it's so stupid. Yeah. Even with this lawsuit that is going on where they're banned from Apple devices, they're literally second place or technically third next to just chatting and Fallout. Fallout, yeah. what is it? Fall Fall Guys on Twitch. Yeah, Fall Guys. Yeah. Fallout Guys. Yeah. Fall Guys. <laughs> Trust me, that's a fun game. She left Play me Fallout roses you know by the stairs. Surprised to let me know she cares. Say it ain't so, I will not go. Turn the lights Turn off. The lights Carry off. me Carry home. Carry me home. Nyah, 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 nyah. <laughs> 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 it's a fat way like 200 pounds. Don't care me home. Dude, they, they sound so... The Fallout Boy sounds so whiny to me. I like that genre of music, but they're like the extreme form of the whiny side of it. Yeah, I like I like more the gritty like alternative rock, personally. Have you heard of a YouTuber named Leafy is Here, Shadow Wolf? Uh, Leafy. It's been a while, probably. I don't remember. He is a commentary YouTuber. Um, he, he's very famous for saying things like, This is literally the cringiest thing I've ever seen in my life. And here, here's my opinion on him. He recently got banned on YouTube, and there's this massive outcry, people crying, being like, He was innocent, and he did nothing wrong. I don't feel bad for him at all, to be honest. I think there are times where a YouTuber is banned and it's completely unjustified and unfair. Like when someone is banned for a joke they made 10 years ago, or 5 years ago, or a year ago. But then there are like the Alex Joneses and the Leafies, where the community cries out but I don't really feel any true empathy for them. Not because I don't care about free speech or being anti-censorship, it's just that I look at both of their content, and while it's very different, Alex Jones is a crazy conspiracy theorist who thinks that the Illuminati and the Cloud People are going to eat your children. Meanwhile, Leafy's content was 99% of him looking at videos of children and literally bullying them, being like, this child is the worst thing I've ever seen, he's worse than Hitler. And it's like, it's not even a joke, it's literally him... Here's the thing, there's jokes and poking fun, briefly. And then there's going after people and going after young children. And I just think it's bullshit. I think I heard something. Okay, I remember I heard about Leafy before now. It's through a, another uh, songwriter kid, dude, named uh, Nisha. Okay, and what does Nisha do? He uh, sung the song, Cyberbully Channels Are Cancer. I mean, that does sound kind of cringy. But here's yeah. my thing. I'm saying that passingly leafy would make a 20 minute video just rambling on and on about how horrible and terrible this kid is that's where i draw the line there's yeah criticizing that. that is cyberbullying yeah there's criticizing and poking fun and then there's i hate this person i'm going to talk shit about them constantly there's like yeah. there's no line he just talks shit constantly and here's the thing 
If he was, if he made a passing joke, or if he made a parody video where he's making fun of these kids, I could look past it. But I don't think that that's fair. And here's another opinion that I have. There's a statute of limitations for actual crimes in the real world. Yes. There should be one for, like, YouTube or something. Yes, exactly. When someone commits a crime in real life, like if you rob a store tomorrow or if you do something... If I'm not thinking, it's either five or three years uh, after the crime has been committed, you cannot be charged with the same crime. Because why would you want to charge someone with something that they did five years ago because they could be a completely different person? Yes. YouTube should have something like that, but they don't. And that's a problem. YouTube's moderation, if they're that worried about bullying... Up your moderation. I don't give a crap about the bullshit of like, oh, we can't possibly police this much content. You've got bots that already do that for you. And what you need to do is have the bots flag things. You manually review it. The creator shouldn't have to manually request a review. The bots flag it. Then your people look at it and say, oh, the the bot's wrong. Oh, the bot's right. And if a video has been on the platform for longer than six months, in my opinion, then your bot should have no say. No one should have any say unless it has real-world gore, real-world violence, nudity, and things like that. That's my opinion. Yes, I also, I, agree. I also found a video. Leafy is on a platform called Storyfire now where he's posted two videos. And they're all, one of them is just him being like, I hate Google. Google's evil. I removed all the Google stuff from my phone. And that's really all it is. Let's go over the my opinions on PS2 era games real quick, alright? Okay, this is going to be real quick, but I've been streaming a lot of games lately on the PS2. I've been playing Sonic Heroes. Um, as mentioned in uh, the prior episode, I'm working on a review of the Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction, and um, I play Destroy All Humans. PS2 era games literally were not capable of balancing the difficulty. Every single PS2 game that I've played in the past year so far, aside from like GTA 3 maybe, and like Pac-Man World 3 so far, and I'm gonna knock on wood because I don't know if it'll stay like that. Every single game that I've played has had like this insane difficulty spike right in the middle where suddenly the game's hard. No idea why it's hard, the game just decided it wants to be difficult. And that's ridiculous, and it seems like it's just the PS2 era, because I I never had that issue on 360, PS3, Switch, it's just that era of gaming. And To be honest, the more I think about it, I didn't even have that on PS1s. There were some of them, but they felt... Yeah, some of them, but like, not very much. PS1 games were much more compacted down. Like, let me think of some PS1 games that, uh, that, I, play, that I can play through no problem. Crash Bandicoot 1, Crash Bandicoot 2, 3 has some difficulty spikes. Um, yeah. Spyro 1 I can blast through, 2 has difficulty spikes, and 3 is easy. Um, um, okay, Yu-Gi-Oh! Nightmare, or Forbidden Memories, I do know I had like a little bit of difficulty spike, but not yeah. enough. It's not, like, okay. PS2-era games seems like they couldn't the figure out... Of- Yeah, it seems like they didn't know how to slowly ease into difficulty, so in between missions they're like, let's just flip a switch and make this impossible. 
And that's ridiculous. And this yeah. isn't really a huge story. This isn't related to news. This is just an opinion that I wanted to get out there. I'm really yeah. glad that games don't still behave like that because I would lose my mind and rip out my hair and go crazy. Oh, you know what? Let's talk real quick about some of the technical issues I've had on the stream lately. Yay! <laughs> I had my old computer's hard drive die, so I replaced the hard drive. Then I got OBS and everything running on the new computer. I tried to do the podcast a week ago and OBS literally crashed my entire computer. So I had to uninstall the current version of OBS and install an old one. I believe I... No, I didn't talk about this in the last podcast because that was the one where it happened. So that was a massive, massive issue for me last week. Now I've got it all backed up and I've got a backup recorder rolling just in case um, the entire program dies. I've got it backed up on hardware. Um, my capture card started to give me issues and so I had to like go back and like do a lot of adjustments to my capture card and I bought a second capture card and this second capture card is literally just sitting here on the desk running my camera right now but I bought it specifically so if this capture card dies I have a second one and I've been having random issues where the stream decides to lag and it only does it in 720p the moment I bring it down to 480 it works fine and I have no idea why because here's the thing the average person would be like, oh, well, that's clearly an issue with encoding overloading. OBS never gives me an encoding overload, ever. Uh, I open the stats window, it the, the frame rate doesn't dip. The stats window shows nothing. It's that the capture card itself is somehow being overworked some in some way. And for, I don't know why, but for some reason when I turn the video down to 480p, the capture card's like, Oh, I'm alive again! So it's this weird issue, I'm, I'm gonna try and get a GPU in the future. That's all the technical issues that I've been having lately, and it's been interesting. I'm also excited that for my birthday, which is on the 25th of this month, September, my Happy parents... Yeah, thank you very much. My parents ordered me Breath of the Wild, which is a game that I have never gotten to play. And I'm so excited, because I've been seeing people play this for four years, or, what, two or three, was it two or three or four years? I think it's been, uh, like, maybe three. I think that was, there's so a 2017 game, right? Okay, it was a, yeah, it was a 2017 game, because it came yeah. out on the Wii U first. So seven, eight, yeah. nine, ten. So yeah, three years ago, Breath of the Wild came out. The sequel's yeah. coming out soon, so I'll get to play it before that, assuming Amazon actually gets it delivered on time, because it's supposed to come five days before my birthday, and I don't really know if they'll be able to do that. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed, because like, the whole, the whole Rona situation... But yeah, I'm very excited about that because I've wanted that game for years. It's one of those games where actually every time I've I've had opportunities to get it, but it's always been like the store's out of stock. Um, the price is higher than it previously was before. I can't find, you know, like it's been little things like that. And now let's talk about our final news story of the day, Shadow. E3 apologizes about sexist tweet that gets ratioed. This comes from the haven of social justice known as Kotaku.com. Basically, I'm not even going to read a lot of this. E3 made a tweet where they were sharing an article by another person, an another platform that was just saying, here's some good games that women love. And it's games like, oh, Bejeweled, um... Uh, those little games where you find hidden objects, um, Tetris, and things like that. People got butthurt at it online. And they're like, oh, they're like, that, that's not fair. You're, you're perpetuating a harmful sexist stereotype. What's, what's wrong with girls playing Bejeweled? What's wrong with girls playing Tetris? 
I know plenty of guys who play those games too. Those are just games that casual players play. Dude, I play Bejeweled and my mom plays Tetris. Like I love Bejeweled. I love t- dude, I love Tetris. Tetris 99 is one of my one of the best stupid battle royale games. I haven't played that one yet. Here's my thing. I can understand if you're talking down to women saying, "Oh, women only play Bejeweled." This was an article celebrating games that lots of women would know. enjoy. And they're not making that. That article yeah. wasn't made for gamers, I don't think. Let's see. Um, That article, who was it by? It was by, I think, Parade? Let me find it. Um, Parade. Let me let me look up Parade. I'm pretty sure. Parade, that, Parade not is not a gaming game. publication. Parade was clearly making an article for. Not. Parade was making an article for soccer moms. Look, here's the front cover of Parade. Everything we know about Dancing with the Stars Season 29. See sparks fly between Claire and whatever on The Bachelorette. We've got spirit. Yes, we do. Such and such says tough. This is a website for soccer moms. It's like People Magazine almost. You're going to sit here and tell me that they were making this article specifically for, like, the hardcore gamer? And E3 was somehow maliciously being sexist by sharing it? You're full of crap. Crap. You're not looking at the yeah. demographic of the original publication, and you're not looking at it through the eyes of what the person from E3 was sharing it for. They're like, oh, this is a sweet article, and then you're like, sexist! They're sexist! You're yeah, being you're being disingenuous. When you said parade, I'm like, oh, that explains it. Okay, here's a question from the Discord from Jacob. I was wondering for the podcast, what, what you think is next for gaming? Will gaming stay with a controller or will advance in the VR direction or something different? You can start this one, by the way. I mean, I can kind of understand if it would stay with the controllers, but VR and would be fun too. Yeah. It can be expensive, but I would love to see it go some completely new thing, you know? This is my attitude with gaming. Like, oh, go on, go on. Sure, VR with like control. Yeah, like you use the VR goggles to control the camera or something, that would be neat. Here, Here's my attitude with gaming. There's a certain point where you don't need to reinvent the wheel. There's a certain point where it's clear that a certain thing works and everything else is a gimmick. I'm sitting here at my computer and I've got a mouse in my hand and I've got a keyboard in front of me. They have tried in the past to make weird keyboards that are built into a mouse. They've tried to make like weird mouse ways to use your mouse at the end of the day what works for computers i've got my keyboard i've got my mouse i move the mouse i you click know, things it broke, I t- fix it. yeah if it's not broke you don't need to fix it there are little fun things you can add to a computer you can add like a mouse with like weird clicky things and you can get a nicer keyboard with macros and you can get a second macro keyboard or, or you can get an Elgato Stream Deck. At the end of the day, I'm using a keyboard for my computer. I don't need a VR headset to use my computer. I record my streams and my podcast with XLR cables running to a soundboard. Soundboards have been around since God knows how long. Um, I could take a soundboard from the 1970s and hook it up right now and I guarantee it would work the exact same as this. Maybe it wouldn't. Maybe it wouldn't plug into the computer because my soundboard has a USB port. But it it would. Yeah, with some applications, it could work though. Well, you can just buy a box and plug the output of the soundboard into a box that goes directly into the computer, or you can run the analog audio directly out into the computer. In other yeah. words, a controller is proven. It works. You press a button. A thing happens on the screen. 
I feel like VR is a gimmick. It's the same thing as a Wiimote. I've had people argue with me and be like, um, actually, it's not. It's a Wiimote, except you're controlling the camera with a pair of goggles. It's the yeah. exact same thing, because they're just two sticks in your hands that are motion controls. There's nothing different about it. It's yeah. a Wii remote with goggles, and that's all it is. And maybe it's more immersive, and the experience feels different, but it's a gimmick. It may be a popular gimmick that stays around for a long time, because I like it. Well, I don't like it because I've never played it, but I like the idea of it. But it's not going to be the main way that games play. A lot of the quote-unquote innovations that people come up with, like Nintendo loves to be like, oh, we made a console where you have two sticks that you wave around, or like, oh, we made we made a console that's also a portable. At the end of the day, I, I hook my, my Switch up to the TV. The only time I ever use it in portable mode is when the power's out. I like home yeah. consoles, and then I like my portable consoles to be separate. I'm a much more traditional gamer in that way. Yeah. My opinions about gaming aren't all traditional. I don't like the idea that games should be tough as nails and impossible. You need to earn your victory. Not what are bad. you, a little, a little baby? You want to get a participation trophy for playing a fun game with your friends? You monster. When I was a kid, I had to pull my teeth and kill a man in order to win games on my NES. I sat here for 30 hours playing Contra, and, and my, I played it for so long that my NES caught fire, so I went over to the neighbor kid's house and I conked him on the head with a crowbar, watched him bleed out and his brain matter scatter out of his skull, and then I took his NES back to my house, and I played Contra until I beat it, and I threw up because of dehydration, and then I went to jail where I'm recording this podcast today. I killed a man because of video games, and because I earned that victory, no matter what. And that's how it needs to be. That's not necessary. Games are a fun thing. They're meant to be fun. If it's fun to yeah. play it with a controller, let it be fun. I don't have all traditional opinions. Anyways, yeah. I think... And that's what I'm saying. I would love to see it go to a completely new thing. Like, m maybe more some more immersiveness, like, stuff. But if it broke, don't fix it. Exactly. But yeah. anyways, thank you to everyone who listened. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, donate to my Patreon at patreon.com slash nathansample and subscribe to my YouTube at youtube.com slash nathansample and check out Shadowwolf at twitch.tv slash shadowwolf, what is it, 6... 668. 668. And I will see you all in the next podcast. See you all in the next one. Yes. <laughs> Bye-bye, Shadow. <laughs>